Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We didn't talk about Manti Teo yet. A couple of um, suggestions for you. Dying Laughing. Uh-huh. And which we should be just talking about this on the air. And Mr. Harrigan's phone. Oh, I, gotta, I don't even know what that is. That is, and, and it's uh, Donald Sutherland, who's got to be 100 years old, right? But you know it's good already. And he's an old millionaire with no friends, but a boy comes over to read him the paper every day because he's losing his eyesight. And then they develop a relationship, and the kid does it for years because the billionaire pays him well. And it's the only friend the billionaire really has. And then the kid gets him a phone. And he's anti-technology, but he, then he realizes he can look at the stock market in real time. <laughs> and it's a commentary, but not it doesn't hit you over the head. Stephen King wrote it. Oh, so you know, there's a spooky element to it based on a short story. I'd love to read the short story. So, you know, there's got to be some kind of spooky element to it eventually, but uh, or creepy or whatever. But it's, you know, it's a subtle commentary on our phones taking over our lives, too. Goodness, what's the name of it again? Mr. Harrigan's phone. And what's it on? Netflix? Yeah. And it's a twenty. Yeah. It's a brand new flick, twenty twenty two flick. All right. And the other thing, have you seen The Watcher? Yes. Did you watch the whole thing? Yes. Well, I'm only on episode. I'm completed episode three. Uh huh. So you know, he meets the guy in the kitchen who makes the sandwich. And right. Oh my god. So stay with it or not? Absolutely, stay with it. It's um. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you anything else. Oh, oh, definitely stay with all the good, great actors in that, too. Oh, I, I love the star of Bobby Cavalli. I saw him on Broadway a decade ago. Julie and I went and saw a play, and he was the star in it. And I was like, man, he was younger, 10 years younger than he is now. And he was just looked like Chaz Palminteri out of Bronx Tale. Back he's, he's terrific. You know, he, he two other. First of all, couldn't he could play Anthony Bourdain? I mean, I have a fellow Anthony Bourdain's Instagram. They have a lot of great legendary Anthony Bourdain mm-hmm. moments, and I realized they, they have the same size, same kind of look and walk. But uh, and I was completely distracted because right I was point. watching. You're right about that. He could play that part, role perfectly. Oh. Uh, and I found end up finding it distracting. I'm, I'm watching Blonde. It is, and I, it, what I mean, it's yeah. not even. It's, I haven't watched it from beginning to end. It's the Marilyn Monroe uh, movie, and a lot of people find it too dark. It's a lot like Spencer. Did you see Spencer? The I dark. Didn't. You did or you didn't? I didn't. No. It was a it was a, a Princess Diana movie. Some people wanted to throw themselves down the stairs when they watched that movie, but but it was kind of depressing. Like Diana, uh, you might Diana might have been and morose. And this is kind of dark and morose, but her life may have been as well. So I think it's really good. But I'm, I'm not. You know, I fell asleep halfway through it. Not a commentary on the movie, just the time of day I was watching it. But that um, you might want to see too. Looks like it's episode 148. (sighs) You smell that? That is the smell of basketball in the air. Well, (laughs) I'm in Los Angeles, so it's also the smell of smog and pot. But nevertheless, basketball is back. Bet Online is still your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. And Bet Online is a proud sponsor of the JT and Looney podcast. Well, we assume they're proud. Maybe they're ashamed, but they want to be associated with us because we have such a big following, whether they're proud of us or not. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchups, information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And it's your continued source when you want to bet on a game. They have a live betting, free contest, giveaways all season long. 
and it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events. In addition to the NBA and college basketball, they've got the NFL, NHL, MMA, the sweet science, boxing, and tennis, if you bet on tennis or <laughs> golf. Over to 16 and Vern Lundquist. I'll put $50 on Aaron Wise at the CJ Cup in South Carolina this weekend. And if you, if you haven't signed up at Bet Online, go to betonline.ag and get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just for being friends with JT and Looney. Make sure you use this promo code, though. Believe, as in the Believe Radio Network, that's the platform that we use. B-L-E-A-V, you got to spell it right, B-L-E-A-V, for your promo code, and you'll get your 50%. Welcome bonus, Ben Online, where the game starts. Now the podcast starts, damn it. Oh, please tell me my new camera is going to work. I have my new camera. I hope it does. Start my video. Oh, there you are. Logitech. Oh, it looks like they, it looks like it's plugged in right, which is for a non-engineer podcast. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> I will work on the lighting, make the lighting a little bit better. But in general, do I look okay? Three, two, one. Yes, you do. Now, do you have a ring light at home? I'm surprised. I do not. I'm going to purchase wow. a ring light. I have, I have lights here. And uh, again, well, I, I'm not saying a, we need to do anything differently, but I, uh, there you go. Um, I did get one for, back during the pandemic. I did a commercial for Hurricane Grill and Wings. I actually do commercials for them quarterly mm-hmm. where people don't realize the depths of my talent. I play a sportscaster <laughs> in those commercials. And um, so for the one of them that we did from home with a, uh, a pandemic theme, they sent the ring light and the camera to the house. And I said, take, I, I said, I'm not, and then they, they were going to come back and get it. I said, no. I said, take it out of my paycheck. I'm not giving it back. And they, said, oh, and they said, oh, okay, go ahead, keep it. And it's coming quite handy. Oh, it's nice. And, you know, every once in a while we evolve with technology. But, you know, the hot things now in podcasting are the murder mysteries. They find out who buried a person 30 years ago. And then it's the number one trending podcast (laughs) in the world. And they don't need lighting. They don't need anything like that. They just need to tell stories about people who were murdered and then covered up. And then they exhume the body 30 years later. And a bunch of podcasters and producers find out something and they get some criminal or who we thought was a criminal they let him out of jail and they let him free and they could walk the rest of their life when they were going to rot in jail because a podcast and a bunch of podcasters got that individual out of jail and it's i think you and i would both love those podcasts and if uh, the first one i would ever pick would be the one i know keith morrison has one mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of keith morrison and the way he tells stories some people like him jt and some people don't <laughs> But uh, a big fan of Keith Morrison, and I know he has one. But I have, as do you, attention span issues. Now, if I lived down the road from the Unabomber cabin and I had one of my own, I would listen to podcasts all the time. And the only time I ever really get to listen to them is if I'm on long drives. And I have a short attention span, so I don't like to go on long drives. (laughs) But if I'm driving, let's say, from Maryland to upstate New York, love the podcasts. Otherwise... I don't listen to the long-form podcasts. I can listen to the short-form podcasts because they're more my attention span. As we record this podcast, as we begin, uh, the sky is falling in Los Angeles <sighs> because the Dodgers only won one game against the Padres who were eliminated. A team that came in third place in the wild card, the Philadelphia Phillies are in the World Series. 
And as we record, LeBron James hasn't won a game this year. The Lakers are 0-3, and the Lakers are supposed to be great every year. What's life like in Los Angeles? Oh, and USC lost. Uh, they weren't supposed to. A tiny little place called Utah. Most people in the world don't know Utah. That was a great USC's game. not supposed to lose, and they lost. And they never. So, by the way, they were in. They were ahead the entire game, and they lost as the clock hit zero. What a terrific game! Unless you're a USC fan, but still, what more could you ask for than the game that comes down to the last play? You love that, and uh, they. You know, they're not supposed to lose, but they're six and one, five, six and one. That's incredible. You know, they've been awful. They have been awful. Lincoln Riley already turned them around. You know, if it if they were three and three, they'd say, "Well, it's Lincoln. You know, give him give him a chance." No, he's already done it. He's already Pete Carroll. And well, so I forgot, and I forgot UCLA lost to Oregon. Well, so yeah, USC UCLA lost. The Dodgers no get surprise. eliminated. And First, uh, before LeBron. we get to the Dodgers, and even and then the Yankees fiasco, let me say this. You know, there's a lot of overused cliches on radio. One of them is UCLA's back. <laughs> yeah, we just, just 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 count three Mississippis and they'll lose a game. I mean, UCLA's never back. Uh, they don't have a home stadium. It's really hard to recruit guys. Now, usually, actually, they get, you know, USC gets the first, the, the best guys. And UCLA, a lot of times, gets the second best guys. But still, they can never find the right coach at that school. Well, the problem is in the SEC, this format, which will change, the playoffs about to expand in a few years. But in this format, if you're playing in a conference like the Pac-12, which used to be powerful. Oh, my oh God. My everybody God. was in the Pac-8 at the time. Then it was the Pac-10. Now everybody's leaving to go to the Big Ten or somewhere else. So you can only lose one game and you're out of the college football yep. playoff. You can get into the Pac-12 playoff. But the system is framed so that the SEC could lose, and then they have something called the back door, where they could come in the back door because they can win the SEC championship game. Alabama's lost, and the only way Alabama can get to the playoffs because they don't care about anything other than the national championship. Right. They now have to win out because UCLA and USC lost. They lose out on playing in the Final Four. If they remained undefeated, and then they won the Pac-12 championship as an undefeated team. You can't keep them out. You can't keep the number two media market out of a Final Four if they're undefeated, and now that window's closed. Uh, you, you say the window's closed, but remember, it is college football. Mm -hmm, true. And and, uh, and somebody's girlfriend could break up with them, and they might be a Heisman Trophy candidate, but then they're a wreck, and they lose. And that doesn't even have to happen. It's just these brains aren't fully developed on these children that we watch. They're not children, but these young men that we watch play games. And they could choke any week and lose to Slippery Rock or uh, Appalachian State. And we've seen it happen. And so if everyone else has ends up having one loss, Alabama's already got one loss, so I, I bet you USC's happy about that, as is UCLA. But if somebody's going somewhere, uh, it's, it's USC and not UCLA because that's always the safer bet. Well, the Lakers, I had a dream, and it was a real dream, that Jeannie Buss brought me into the locker room, and Darvin Ham was talking to the team, and Jeannie Buss said, excuse me, uh, JT would like to talk, and I would step in front of Darvin Ham, and I'd say, here's the deal. Anthony Davis, you're allowed to take one three-pointer per half to a game, or you're benched. And you, Russell Westbrook, you're no longer allowed to shoot. And what I mean by this is you're not allowed to attempt one jump shot you can dunk. You can go coast to coast with the layup. You can grab offensive rebounds and putbacks, but you're not allowed to shoot. And then Jeannie looks at me and goes, oh, my God. 
Darvin, you're fired. JT, you're the new head coach of the Lakers. All they have to do is fix Anthony Davis hanging out beyond the arc and Russell will sh- uh, Russell Westbrook shooting when he feels comfortable shooting. He can't shoot anymore. Sometimes these big guys especially get things in their head. Bill Walton is seven feet tall, but he always wanted to be listed as 6'11". Mm-hmm. Because he just had it in his head that if he was listed as over as seven feet tall or higher, then people would say that uh, it's not fair. I, I forget why it was, but he had a thing in his head where he did not want to be listed as seven feet tall. And uh, Anthony Davis does not want to be listed as a center. He is a power forward. Well, and, and, and I don't care what his label is. You're absolutely right. You do, you're not, I don't think I'm ever going to be comfortable and I'm not the get off my lawn guy. Because I, I, I like to evolve my music. You know, I, we've always argued about this because my music habits have evolved. And I didn't. I don't stay stuck with the Rolling Stones and Rush. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> Who could you be talking about? <laughs> Who could you be talking about? But nevertheless, I, 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 so I'm not to get off my lawn. I'll change the pronouns, you know, for, for Anthony or anybody else. But I, uh, I, just, I just think that they would win for, for, with the basic instructions that you've just given them they've got a lot of great guys on the team not good great guys on that basketball team as they did last year if but you just got to calm down westbrook yeah well you got to coach what you got to do is you got to tell grown-ass men bill belichick's one of the only people who can do it yep I would love to be. I would love to be a fly on the wall and see how he does that. Yeah, there's not many grown ass men that could tell guys who make more money than him because they're professional athletes. Don't do this, right? Or something's going to happen. You're going to be benched. And Darvin Ham's got this really tough guy, man. He looks like he'd get in a barroom brawl, and he could scare you by just staring at you. But the Lakers off to this poor start. Because their fundamentals are off. LeBron's still one of the top three players he's in the incredible. world. He's incredible. And Anthony Davis is not, he does, he's not an alpha. And when you're Anthony Davis and you're making that type of money, you got to be a badass alpha dog. He's not. He likes to take jump shots. And Russell Westbrook, you know, we talk about mental health, and I never take that lightly because nope. it's really important. It's in society. Everybody talks about it. This guy's a multi-millionaire. He's worth hundreds of millions. I would assume LeBron's a billionaire. Russell Westbrook's worth hundred plus million dollars. Yeah, got everything he'll ever need, he's, and he's, he's not he happy. Hasn't wasted any money. He's, he's a sober guy, and, yeah. he's not, and his investments, from what I hear, aren't on you know floatable couches in the south. But when there's a flood, it's really like like I even read that somebody invented it once. Uh, invested in once. He, he's he's a he's a sober guy. He's married to his high school girlfriend. Kind of square, boring. So he's yeah he's a guy that's got probably every penny he ever made in the NBA and just spends his money with his endorsement money. It wouldn't be surprised me if he was that guy. And so in a lot of ways he's really got his shit together. Uh, but sometimes guys can't. We've seen guys do it over the years, evolve into a sixth man, evolve into more of a team player observe that there's some of their skills were eroding and so work around it because they're still a world-class basketball player. I don't know if he can do it. When guys think they're bulletproof, it's hard to tell them that they're no longer bulletproof. I agree with that. My wife gave me the nickname decades ago, Cranky Yankee, and we got T-shirts made up on that when we were working together for years in syndicated radio. And I learned that from my dad when my dad and the Yankees would lose when I was growing up and the Yankees won a lot when I was growing up, when they lost big games, my dad, my dad would not be happy. Maybe take a walk, take the dog for a walk around the block. And my wife insisted that I do that when I lived on Benedict Canyon 
mm-hmm. and the Yankees lost and Luis Gonzalez got a blue hit and she just said, take a walk. And I, I, I did it the other night because they got swept by the Astros and I leave because I'm cranky. I'm tired. I'm upset. I'm embarrassed. And she gave me that term cranky Yankee. And I've been talking about this. I'm not as pissed off because they got swept. If they lost in seven games on a blue walk off, I'd be really pissed. But they struck out 50 times in a four game sweep. It's never happened before. 50 plus times they struck out in a four game sweep losing series. And I got the numbers here in front of me with Aaron Judge, who could have won the triple crown. He broke the home run record at 62 in his career which started in the playoffs in 2017 and just ended 2022 in the most recent. He's had 171 at-bats, 36 hits, and his average is 211. He's got a 188 average in 2017. He's got a 133 average in 2020. And what just ended a couple of nights ago, he's got a 139 average, 36 at-bats, and only five hits. So do you pay him? What do you do with this guy? Because he can hit 62 home runs and he can't get a hit in the playoffs when the hits matter most and the pitchers figure them out. Well, the same thing happened with the Dodgers, but it wasn't with home run hitters. Mookie Betts. Contact hitters. Freddie Freeman. Trey Turner. Has there ever been a better? Great lineup. Lineup and one, two, three punch. For your opening lineup, you know they all turned into Joey Gallo. Everybody in the team turned into Joey. The whole team turned Good into Joey. Oh my God! And it was this great entertainment. They could be behind, be behind four nothing, five nothing, fifth inning. And in baseball, you're done. And you know we could sit down in the house and say, "Oh, they got this. Oh, they got this," and they get it. And both my All Star team and your All Star team took a dump. And it really sucks because right now, you know, you were supposed to come to L.A. I just assumed. I didn't want to jinx it. I assumed you'd come to L.A. and we'd go to the World Series. Well, I hate I hate cheating behind your back because we've been tight for so long. I hate cheating on you. <laughs> you already have plans to do that. Oh, with I had plans else. in San Diego. And my wife caught me. My wife caught me. She, she always catches me when I'm loud on the phone. And I was already calling ahead to Brad and Bobby G and Mike C and all my friends in San Diego. Hey, I'm coming in as long as it's not a Thursday, the day I interview the coach for the Raiders. If it's a Wednesday or a Friday or Saturday or Monday, no problem. I was going to go Yankees Padres and see them there after all your right, Dodgers right. took a crap. And then there's no Padres and there's no Yankees. That's why you never count your kegs before they're tapped. It's an old saying in my fraternity, a DK in Geneseo, New York, never count your kegs before they're tapped. Everyone would say, we're having a 12 keg party. We're going to have a 15 keg party. And you have two because no one shows up. <laughs> so never count your kegs before they're tapped. And I counted on the Yankees playing either your Dodgers or the Padres I just forgot about this Astros team that is unbelievable, tough. Every player puts the ball in play. They got great pitching with Verlander. They got middle relief and closers, and they easily deserve, easily deserve to be in the World Series. Oh, yeah, they do. Uh, but, you know, the Dodgers certainly had, you know, I, I can't believe what happened even to their pitching. The injury bug got them, but still, uh, with, with a team with that payroll, one guy or two guys getting injured shouldn't affect them at all whatsoever. Really shouldn't have. But postseason has become all about pitching. Hitting's getting tougher in Major League Baseball. And so it looks like once you get into the postseason these days, no matter what murderer's row you have, 
on your baseball team, if they can't hit, you don't know who's going to end up in the World Series. The Carolina Panthers were dumpster fire. The definition. <laughs> uh, they fired their coach, Matt Rule, because he didn't have a quarterback. Baker Mayfield flamed out and got hurt. Sam Darnold didn't work. Cam Newton and all of that. They've been a mess at the end of the Cam Newton era. So they got rid of Robbie Anderson because the interim coach threw him out of a game. They traded Christian McCaffrey. They were so bad, they had nothing to play for, and they beat Tom Brady. I know. And Tom Brady didn't score a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey they lost. Won. Yeah, they <laughs> went for three points. McCaffrey loses. And then Aaron wow. Rodgers loses to Commanders. We have to say Commanders or we'll be yeah, fired. Right. You cannot right. say Redskins. You'll be fired from your podcast right. company. Even if you're a big broadcaster, be careful. And you just saw Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers lose. It wiped out these survivor contests. They have these contests in Vegas where you pick – the team that's going to win every week until right. they lose the survivor contest, literally at one of the big casinos here got slaughtered with those two games. Who do you think is going to be a bigger drama King? Is it going to be Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Because both of them, their teams are terrible right now. And both of them talking to microphones all the time. Well, who's going to say the wrong thing? It would be Aaron Rodgers. He's already pretty good at saying the wrong thing. And, you know, it depends on even your perspective. Remember, he was on Kaepernick's side, mm -hmm. and he was persona non grata with, and then uh, all of a sudden he was an anti-vaxxer, so the same people that didn't like him forgave and forgot. But nevertheless, and he, and he BSed about it, though. That was even the worst thing about it. And he did his own research. That was even embarrassing, too. You're, you're a football player. People who do, do research get paid almost as much as football players. <laughs> um, and, and, and research is really hard, and there's comparative. There's all kind of different kinds of research. Nobody knows how to do research. Uh, only people who do medicine know how to do research. It's very, very difficult work. And, well, let me interrupt. Know, people yeah. who are doctors and are scientists are much smarter than all of us. Thank we you. might think we're smarter. Some yes. of us do. Some yes. of us have really good jobs, but we didn't really have to go to law though. school or medical school, <laughs> pass bar and test and medical test and do all of that. So in the last couple of years, especially in the podcast world, sports guys who became political lunatics, they all think they're smarter than doctors. doctors. Because <laughs> they have a microphone. Yeah, people who never did their homework all of a sudden second-guess people who always did their homework in high school, college, and then beyond college. And so, uh, yeah, I have great respect for scientists, and doctors are scientists as well. The math has to add up, and we've got to listen to our doctors. Even your, all, look at all politics is personal. All politics is local, meaning listen to your doctor. You know, sometimes people are anti-police, but not their friend's son. And not their friend, just the other strangers. Uh, you know, uh, people are, can be anti-gay. Oh, but not my cousin. So people, all oh, because all politics is local. Same thing with doctors. All science is local. D okay, you can question doctors all you want, but listen to yours. That's my advice. Listen to yours. Not a talk show host or an athlete. Listen to yours. But getting back to that, Aaron Rodgers, to your question, Aaron Rodgers burns bridges. Tom Brady builds them. That's who's going to blow up first. The guy who burns them, not the guy who builds Well, them. there is something that we can throw into this. It's Tom Brady's personal life. Yeah. So, you know, I, I always say when it gets on TMZ, we can talk about it. Yep. If it gets on a blog, I don't talk about it. If it gets on Yahoo Sports, sometimes I will. But once it gets on TMZ, that's the highest level of reporting. We're not making that up. Nope. They have attorney after attorney. Uh, they don't want to get sued. They have more lawyers than the people who are suing them. And they wait and they get it first and they get it right. And people but, a lot of times right, don't realize that because they have a lot of tits and ass. 
and yeah. uh, all kinds of you know sexual innuendo and jokes and uh, shenanigans. A lot of Kanye, a lot of Kardashians, yes. a lot of Travis oh Scott yes. mixed in. But right. once they put up uh, Brady and Giselle's marital problems, you could look at it. I mean, this is what gamblers and bent nose and and sharps and bookies. This is the information they've wanted for a hundred years. Who's going through a divorce? Yeah. Who's whose head isn't right? So we know Tom Brady's head isn't right. We know that he went to Bill Belichick's wedding, which we thought was kind of weird. He took 10 days off in training camp. He doesn't have to practice on Wednesday. There's, there's personal things that, happening. Was it Belichick's wedding or Walsh's oh, Excuse me. It was uh, Robert Kraft's wedding. Robert, I'm sorry, Robert, yeah, Robert Kraft's, Kraft's wedding. wedding. Who, right, Robert Kraft's wedding. So when it comes down to all this, Brady hasn't been locked into the level that we're used to being seeing him locked in. But then my wife reminded me, she said, look at the TV. I go, what? She goes, look at Brady. Brady looks like a cyborg now. His cheeks are sucked in. He looks like he's on a ravaging diet. He looks different. He looks great because he's in tremendous shape right. at 45 years old, but he doesn't look right. And then Aaron Rodgers, who's only won one Super Bowl, which is a great accomplishment, but Trent Dilfer, Jess Hostetler, Brad Johnson right. also won Super Bowls. He grew his hair out and went on yoga cleanses and took all these exotic herbs and everything he's doing there. They just both look a little bit off, and these guys can't beat the Giants or the Jets. They can't beat teams they're supposed to slaughter and knock out like the Commanders and the Panthers. And I think one problem that happened with Aaron is once you get really wealthy, people want to listen to everything you have to say, and you mix up rich with smart. And he's he thinks he's smarter than he is. And I have no doubt that a lot of almost every NFL quarterback and every NFL player even if they didn't do homework in high school and college, you know you work with an NFL team. They can do all kinds of homework and film study, and maybe everybody except the running backs really had to do all kinds of homework and film study. And and so we know he's got brains, but he's just he's just thinking he's smarter than he is, and that can be an issue. So that doesn't surprise me. I've also saw overrated when we when we have, when we pick our games over the years and we picked our Super Bowl winners, et cetera. And our division winners. I wasn't anywhere near. I didn't want to touch Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers because I, I know you head, didn't. No. Head case, head case, and he's playing like one. Well, we've covered a lot of sports here. The NFL, there is the parody bug running around oh here. Oh my God! Parody well, how, how hard is it to win any game? How hard is it to win a game? How the hell do the Chargers have four wins? I know. Awful. They lost Mr. Interception, J.C. Jackson, the prize for the prize player, cornerback from New England, the best player in the secondary. He's gone for the year. The the quarterback's got rib cartilage issues. Justin Herbert, they don't do anything, and they got four wins. But yeah, they're, but they're very lucky. You know, but let me tell you, over these years, no matter who their coach is, I and mean, with him at quarterback, as the broadcaster just drool all over him, uh, last year they would have lost those games that they won. Yeah. They, uh, they, they've, they've squeezed out those four wins, but they got them. This, this is going to be the season where five and five looks amazing. Five and five yeah. is great. You're five and five going into your bye week or coming out of it. You're going to be like, man, we're great. We're five and five. Well, you just <laughs> mentioned, look at how, how the Bears blew out the, the Patriots. How, uh, and we were just talking about how, how the Carolina Panthers all of a sudden remembered how to play football after we would, we dismissed them. So it's, and these are professionals who are all, all Americans, all, all state. So on any given Sunday anyway, even with bad coaching, a team can win a game because they're all the guys sitting on the bench are some of the best players in the world. And that's why it's a great and the way they even set up the NFL 
to have so much parody and unpredictability is why it's so much fun. Uh, they, everybody's saying we're less than 20 days away from holding our country back or taking back our country. <laughs> the right. robo calls are coming in. The text messages where the only way you can get out of them is by typing in stop and don't text me again. Right. And people are lying about each other and saying that this is a heinous woman or a guy. He's tied to the oil company. She doesn't care about crime. They make these individuals be out to be the worst people. They'll do anything to get elected and we are in that cycle so as we're podcasting we want to enjoy life we want to have a cocktail a beverage go on vacation try to kind of keep the blinders on from all this bullshit that's coming in some of it a little bit of it could be accurate but most of it's a lie most of it's propaganda paid for by these outside entities that want to get you to change your vote and to me it's never about changing a vote I never went into a election booth to vote and ever thought about a television commercial. I thought about my conscious conscious, my party, if I'm going to be loyal to my party or not, if I like the candidate or not. But now we're at a point where people are either being motivated to vote because they're scared of the other side or they're not going to vote at all here because some of these candidates are so heinous that you really don't want to vote for the one you're supposed to with your party. There's a remarkable time in America. Tom. And it's strange, too, because you never thought a, a person could get elected talking like a crazy talk show host. And then once Trump, who's one of a kind in a black swan, a lot of people are trying to copy him, but it, it's hard to do. You're only going to be second best if you do. People who go to Harvard like DeSantis all of a sudden. You went to Harvard, and I guess they try to downplay. I would never want to downplay that I went to Harvard. But all these guys with these amazing educations who can do more than and who can, you know, being kind is a sign of strength. And I wish people would realize that more than acting like a tough guy and more than putting people down is trying to raise people up is uh, you'll be a stronger leader that way. And the good versus evil thing always drove me crazy because if you go back in the hot tub time machine. Every two years, Billy Cooler's father would run for city council. And one year, Billy's father in fourth grade ran against Ted Sutton's father. So it wasn't the lesser of two evils. It was Billy's father and Teddy's father. Sixth grade, Billy's father became city chamberlain. Billy's mother ran for uh, city council. They were in my district. And his mother ran against Bernie DeMember, the former chief of police, who is my grandfather's next-door neighbor's son. So there was no lesser of two evils. It was Billy's mom, Billy's dad, Teddy's dad. And that's who's running in all these races, mostly. It's someone's mom, mm -hmm. someone's dad who's running. And I, I think it was last week I told you about how I uh, all the guys I didn't vote for, Dole and Romney, who, Rom, the Romney documentary, which I told you to watch on Netflix, is, is, is terrific. He's a, such a good person that I didn't vote for. So Trump was the first person I ever thought might not be a good person. But, God, that's not bad. Of all the times I've ever voted and who says I'm right? Maybe, you know, maybe because it's all branding. Maybe I'm wrong. So, and it's, it's another thing, too, we have to laugh at our politics. No matter what your politics is, make sure that you can laugh at yourself and your own cockamamie theories about how the world should run. Well, the older I got in life, I always thought it would be easier to vote. I'd be more knowledgeable. I'd be more patient. Right. I'd have a better understanding of all the issues. The older I get, the more difficult it is for me to vote because right. I don't want to vote for certain people in my party because I don't like them. I won't vote for the people on the other side of the aisle, even if they're good, because I won't vote against my party. But I can't vote for some people in my party because I don't like them. 
and I don't like their judgment and they're out there running. So That's it's difficult, difficult because yep. I taught my kids, you know, you get an opportunity to vote, you vote every time your vote counts. But it's getting more difficult in the environment that we've been in in the last four, six, eight, 12 years. It's so divisive. So do what you want to do here. I just want my phones to stop and my text <laughs> messages to stop. You know, I want to sleep in until the dog hears me in the morning. I don't want my cell phone shaking because these heinous political people oh. want to send me a text on what to vote on. And I think you don't use your, lose your sense of individuality, even if it's somebody that a party you like or somebody you like. Be able to tell the truth that they did something bad. You know, we had a few councilmen and a councilwoman here in Los Angeles who said some awful things on tape, and everyone's demanding. Everyone on both sides is demanding the resignations. I'm so happy everyone's together on this, because uh, they should be. And just make sure, even if you're voting for someone that you know, maybe that they, uh, maybe they did date the porn star, but I kind of like them. Just have a sense of humor about it. And I'm not even, that's not, that could be anybody. That's not just, that's, I'm not aiming that at Trump. You know, that could be any one of these scoundrels that we vote for on either side of the aisle. Have some fun when taking a look at politics. Don't let it be a scab that you pick. Don't wake up in the morning and try to find something to outrage you. Wake up in the morning and try to find something that makes you smile. Well, remember, if they haven't already been with a porn star, they're trying to win elections so they can be with them. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the JT and Looney podcast. Share it with your friends. Thanks for listening to all 33 minutes and 33 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. We appreciate that. And we appreciate if you go and bet on some games at Bet Online where the game starts. They're our sponsor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.